Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. Let's recap the winning card for Sunday. My college basketball handicap goes four and one. We cashed on Purdue, Fort Wayne, Merrimack, Montana, and North Dakota. The lone loser on the card was Air Force. The Twitter vote is now six and one so far in college basketball. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner on Purdue, Fort Wayne. My NFL handicap has a good week. I go two and one. I cash on the Browns and the Steelers. I lose with the Giants. That was a bad bet. My NFL prop bets go five and four. So I eked out a little bit of profit there. Two of my losers were a part of that giant cowboy game. So that game really burned me. Oh yeah, bad game for me, but still make money on the prop bets. So no complaints there. The NFL home underdogs go three, one and one. So they turn profit. I cashed in the Vikings, the Cardinals and the Raiders. I pushed on the Chargers, and I got crushed with the Jaguars. My mistake? Well, I can't get away with mistakes in the NFL. I once again thought the Patriots were a home underdog. I went too fast. Then ultimately, obviously it's a neutral site game. Patriots don't cover, so my mistake is now 0-2 this year for me. First quarter unders, I don't like the system. I've retired the system from future use. I'll bet first half unders in the future, but uh, yeah, another tough day for me. First quarter unders go five and eight, and I drop 4.11 units. Please let it end. Please let it end for me. NBA coin flip, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'll take that. NHL coin flip, loser. Yeah, I had the Dallas Stars of the Minnesota Wild under six. Stars scored eight goals themselves. Yeah, that was an easy loss. Now, let's try to make it three in a row on Monday, and we start And the National Football League, it's the Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. So the Broncos are three and five in the season, two, five and one against the spread. They're coming off of a bye after winning two straight, straight up and against the spread, including last time out when they upset Kansas City 24 to nine. The Bills are five and four in the season, three and six against the spread. They lost in prime time last Sunday at Cincinnati by six. So the Bills have actually dropped five straight against the spread. They're just one and three against the spread when favored by seven or more. So definitely more things set up in favor of the Broncos, but I'm still going to bet the Bills. The Broncos' D of late has been the big story, 15 points per game over the last three, and they've moved from the highest percent of TDs allowed in the red zone to the lowest percent over the last three weeks. With Josh Allen on the Bills' side with both the arm and the legs, I don't think that sets up well for him. 
The Bills have struggled on defense, but not offense. They rank fifth in scoring, and that's with Josh Allen having some turnover issues. Normally, I would like to back the team with more rest, especially getting seven points. But in this spot, I look for the Bills to bounce back and avoid the back door. So give me Buffalo, minus the seven over Denver. Then three prop bets in this game. At quarterback, I'm going to go Josh Allen over 33 and a half passing attempts. Allen has gone over this number in six of nine games, and his misses include a 32 attempt effort in a 37 to three win, 25 attempt effort in a 48 to 20 win, and a 30 attempt effort in that ugly 14 to nine win over the Giants. Denver ranks 28th in time of possession. So I'm hoping that'll help me a little bit here. I'll play Josh Allen once again at the normal juice for prop bets anyway, over the 33 and a half passing attempts. At running back, I'm going to go Javante Williams over 55 and a half yards rushing for the Broncos. The Bills rank 30th, allowing 4.9 yards per carry. Williams himself is averaging four yards per carry, and he's coming off back-to-back games going over 80. His attempt prop is heavily weighted over the 13 and a half. So I'm going to roll the dice and take the over here. I think that he'll break off at least one good chunk play. So give me Javante Williams over the 55 and a half yards rushing against Buffalo. Then at wide receiver, I'm going to go Gabe Davis over 38 and a half yards receiving. I backed Davis last week against Cincinnati. Well, he rewarded my faith with two targets, no catches and no yards. Yeah, still a little bitter about that. He's gone over this number in four of nine games this season. Even after three good weeks of D from the Broncos, they still rank 27th against the pass. So yeah, give me Gabe Davis over 38 and a half yards receiving for the Bills. First quarter under, I'm still playing the system, even though it's retired. First quarter under eight and a half here is at a minus 108. You can laugh at that when there's 10 points in the first three minutes. NBA coin flip, I selected the New York Knicks at the Boston Celtics. Total here is 221. Tails it is. I'm on the under 221 between the Knicks and the Celtics. On the frozen pond where I can't hit anything, I selected the New York Islanders at the Edmonton Oilers. Total in this one is six. Flip the coin. Tails it is. So I'm on the under six between the Islanders and the Oilers. Wow, I can't talk. So now let's get to college basketball. Four games in the docket for you. We start with Penn. Versus Villanova at a plus 11 and a half. So the Quakers get the opportunity to host the Wildcats at home at the Palestra. This is the little school hosting the big school. So I'm going to grab the points. I'll always bet the little school hosting the big school. It's an automatic on my card. So once again, give me the Quakers a pin plus the 11 and a half over Villanova. Next up on the card, this should be a good basketball game. It's UC Santa Barbara plus the two and a half at UTEP. So UC Santa Barbara went 25-8 and last year. They returned the 180th most minutes, and they're projected to be the top dog once again in the Big West. The Gauchos did drop their opener at home to Portland State, losing 82-76, to but they were without their star point guard, A.J. Mitchell, a first-team all-conference player. Mitchell was held out with a minor injury, they said, and he's expected to be back for this game. UTEP went 12-18 and 18 last year. They have the 162nd most minutes returning, and they're projected to be the fifth-best team in Conference USA. 
The Miners have posted a pair of easy wins against a pair of D3 schools. The model from last year would have UC Santa Barbara laying three in this game. With Mitchell expected back, I'll gladly take the points here. Give me the Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara plus the two and a half at UTEP. Next up on the card, it's Norfolk State minus the six and a half against Hampton. So Norfolk State went 18 and 11 last year. They have the 102nd most minutes returning, and they're projected to be the second best team in the MEAC with three all-conference players on the roster. Hampton, on the other hand, went 7-24 and last year. They have the 184th minutes re- most minutes returning, and they are projected as the 13th best team in the Colonial. Hampton is 1-1 one one on the season with a 12-point loss at Howard as a 7.5-point underdog. Now, for context here, Howard is the top school in the MEAC, the same conference as Norfolk State. Norfolk has dominated a couple cupcake games so far, so not as sure exactly what to expect in this game. Last year's model would have this game at minus 12, so this would appear to be a couple buckets light. So I'm going to lay the six and a half at home with Norfolk State over Hampton. Next up on the card, it's Butler minus the 15 and a half against East Tennessee State. So Butler went 14-18 and 18 last year, 348th most minutes returning, and they're projected 10th in the Big East, receiving just a single vote more than DePaul. Not a good place to be, since my demons are 0-2 so far. That motto was, has completely revamped the roster this year. His top five scorers are gone, but he added some nice pieces. Former St. John's guard Posh Alexander highlights the new-look Bulldogs, Five of the transfers averaged double figures at their previous school, and the early returns in scoring, well, it's been there. 94-55 to win over Eastern Michigan, covering the 15.5 with ease. A 91-56 to win over Southeast Missouri, covering the 19.5. Thad Mata has won 454 games for a reason. He can flat-out coach, and I think this version of the Bulldogs is much better than most people expected. On the other side, East Tennessee State went 10-20 and 20 last year. They have the 241st most minutes returning, and they're projected 7th in the SoCon. I bet against them and cash with Elon last week. I think the Bulldogs will make it 3-for-3, three three, covering a number in the teens. So give me Butler, minus the 15.5 over East Tennessee State. Now, I didn't touch the two marquee games, but I will give you leans for the two marquee games tonight, but not official podcast plays. I don't want it to impact my numbers anyway. Michigan, plus the one and a half at St. John's. That's Patino's return to the Garden. But the eye test watching Michigan the first two games, it'd be tough for me not to back that basketball team. Phil Martelli has something special cooking right now in offense. They look really, really good. So I would go the Wolverines plus the one and a half at St. John's at the Garden tonight. And then in another Big East, Big Ten showdown for the Gavitt games, I'm getting 17 with Xavier. Yeah, Sean Miller's a good basketball coach. I think that could be a little more interesting than 17. So I'll grab the 17 with the Musketeers on the road at Purdue. But those are just leans, not official podcast plays. I just wanted to mention them since I'm going off the grid with some of my plays here. So let's recap my card for a Monday in the National Football League. I'm of the Buffalo Bills, minus the seven against the Denver Broncos. My three prop bets, I'm on Josh Allen over the 33 and a half passing attempts. I'm on Javante Williams over the 55 and a half yards rushing. I'm on Gabe Davis over the 38 and a half yards receiving. 
I'm on the first quarter under eight and a half. Don't want to talk about it. NBA, I'm on the Knicks and the Celtics under the 221. NHL, I'm on the Islanders and the Oilers under the six. College basketball, it's the little school hosting the big school. I'm on the Quakers of Penn, plus the 11 and a half against Villanova. I'm on UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos, plus the two and a half at UTEP. I'm on Norfolk State, minus the six and a half against Hampton. And I'm on Butler, minus the 15 and a half against East Tennessee State. So it was fun to have college basketball last week uh, back. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. And I know I'm having a whole lot of fun right now. So as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.